Welcome to Voices of CFMA, Construction Financial Management Association's podcast featuring conversations with industry leaders sponsored by Profix. I'm your host, Sal Marino, CFMA's Marketing and Content Manager. This month, I am joined by Tori Terrell, Controller and Treasurer at Design Electric, an electrical contractor serving the Central and Western Virginia area. Tori is also Vice President of CFMA's Blue Ridge Chapter and our second subject for CFMA's new Instagram project, People of CFMA. Tori, welcome and thanks so much for speaking with me today. Hey Sal, thanks for asking me to be a uh, guest on the podcast. Of course. So let's just jump right into this. Can you tell me a little bit about how you got started in your line of work? Yeah, so my story to where I'm in today is a little bit lengthy, but I feel like it's uh, pretty, uh, you know, encouraging to maybe other members like this out there. But so my summer of my senior year uh, in high school, I was actually able to work here at Design Electric um, as like a little floating assistant, you know, maybe mainly helping payroll and filing. So when I started my senior year, I was able to actually work it out so that I could co-op uh, two days a week, half a day coming in here and helping, continuing to help. Um, and those other three days, uh, interestingly enough, I stayed and helped uh, as co-editor-in-chief of my yearbook. Um, awesome. Uh, yeah, so I had completed all the business and accounting classes, uh, and so this co-op is what allowed me to get, you know, vocational completion in business. I wasn't quite sure if that was the avenue I wanted to go, so I was also volunteering at a local salon to see if I wanted to get, uh, go to cosmetology school or not, because I really liked helping people feel good about themselves and I really connected with the owner there and uh, we're still close today, but so getting my cosmetology license uh, after graduating from high school, I still stayed on here at design like one day a week through beauty school. Um, but as life happens very quickly, uh, had a couple moves in a short period of time. Um, I didn't end up staying in a salon, I ended up working for a mechanical uh, and plumbing contractor in the area and got a call back by a co-worker to let me know that a receptionist position had opened up here um, if I wanted to come back. And I did. And I've been here ever since. So. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but, but moving up through the company, I really literally started back here as a receptionist, um, assisted accounts payable, uh, a lot with that position. Um, and, you know, that ended up being an avenue for others to help you know, give, give me projects to work on, uh, to see what I could do, but also for me to see what it was that I liked. So it was there that I actually ended up, you know, taking care of the ca company cash flow report, which is funny enough. I still have oversight still today. <laughs> so that is one thing I just want to encourage others that are listening in, you know, don't forget to, to utilize your administrative assistance, you know, giving them that opportunity. Maybe you, know, you don't have to give them something to take over forever, but let them try out different things, uh, see what they're good at, but also to see what do they like. Right. A uh, couple years down the road, my AP manager actually decided to pursue a different career. And uh, at the time I had just had my son. So I had envisioned only working three days a week, but I ended up taking the full-time position as the AP manager. And I would assist our CPA firm with our mid-year review and our year-end audit. And so in fact, when our controller position opened up here, it was my CPA that recommended me for the job. He saw potential in me that I didn't see in myself. 
um, you know, upper management didn't either because they weren't as involved in accounting. So that's, you know, CPAs that are listening, please, you know, don't ever underestimate the effect you on someone's career by either giving them advice or talking to their exec team about the talent that you see because you have a very unique window into their professional ability and their career. So my CPA actually offered me 40 hours pro bono of his time to walk me through, you know, like different items and areas that I was really unsure about uh, to help me with some fears and concerns that I had to take that role. Um, and it's, it's thanks to him that I have the job that I have now. And of course, my exec team had to trust his recommendation as well. But And I had several people on my journey, you know, that were willing to teach me. Um, and I'm just so thankful because I could never repay them. And one of my coworkers introduced me to education that CFMA has to offer. And so one of the first things I did as controller was join CFMA. So that is how I got to where I am now. <laughs> That's great. Well, that, uh, so do you, uh, do you moonlight with any cosmetology stuff in, anymore or are you? I definitely try to keep my hands in it, so to speak. Um, you know, continued to have a few clients on the side here and there and, you know, Very maybe cool. a dream of having my own salon one day, but, but for the most part, this keeps me mostly busy. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's a good segue into uh, your CFMA background because you were at the start of the Blue Ridge chapter, right? Could you tell me a little bit about that? Yes. Um, really interesting uh ability their insight into forming a chapter so uh, the start of our chapter actually you know began back in 2016 at a national conference Um, there was a conversation uh, by a member who Stuart Benstock noticed they didn't have a affiliation you know on their name tag they weren't affiliated with a local chapter and just asked why and uh, the explanation was that you know the closest chapter met uh, typically in the morning and that it was over two hours away. And so, you know, Stuart being Stuart said, Hey, let's do something <laughs> to change that. <laughs> Perfect. Yeah. So uh, in February of 2018, uh, Kathy Wasner sent out an email uh, to members in this geographical area of the state uh, that was, you know, not as close to where the, the established chapter was um, to see if we were interested in spinning off our own chapter and you know I had no idea what that even meant all I knew is that this was something I needed to be a part of and so you know I did not hesitate at all I just was like here I am you know send me (laughs) (laughs) so I literally answered the call and I'm I'm so beyond thankful that I did you know this has had such an impact on my life so we had several calls we had an in-person meeting and I was I was one that was really interested uh, in helping on, you know, starting at the board level, even though I had zero nonprofit board experience. So it was actually uh, the summer of 2019 that we formed our initial board uh, for the Blue Ridge chapter. And as you can imagine, there is a lot involved, but it was a richly rewarding experience. And, you know, I have gained lifetime friends and mentors as a result. Was able to attend Spring Creek earlier than normal joined the board as the treasurer. So the president and and I both attended Spring Creek that year, and that really catapulted our strategic planning for the chapter. You know, not to mention that it it also strengthened my personal and professional leadership skills. 
that I also needed at that time, especially, you know, just taking on this role of controller. But, you know, that program is spectacular in itself. And you walk away with lifetime friends uh, from that experience alone and a lot more. So, you know, just a few months into our chapter, we've, you know, we all experienced this total life change with the pandemic. But I feel like I have to mention here, you know, it it's such a testimony to our national organization because we're not new. We've been in existence for over 40 years now. Um, and, you know, our local chapter, we skipped maybe one board meeting during that time. But, you know, we immediately had direction from the national organization with suggestions, you know, to keep the chapter going. We had up-to-date accounting, you know, policies that were coming through the pipeline at, you know, light speed, <laughs> learning how to create virtual meetings, you know, you name it. We just, we had the resources we needed. And at that point, I can't even tell you how thankful I was to have my chapter. Um, you know, I like to think that I'll be remembered maybe as the affectionate mother of our chapter. Um, <laughs> but, you know, when my entire accounting department went remote and I was the only one here coming into the office, you know, that was hard. That was, Sure, that was sure. life-changing. I mean, that was really hard. And on days when I would start feeling, you know, overwhelmed, the the chapter and the things that I could do for the chapter was really therapeutic for me. And looking back now, you know, I just can't imagine what I would have done without it. Being able to just stop what I was doing and, you know, work on a virtual meeting for a flyer or working on one of our chapter initiatives. During that time, we started a newsletter. You know, I could just call a fellow chapter member and talk about what we were experiencing because, we had a lot in common, you know, through all that. So we decided, you know, very early on to switch to hybrid meetings as soon as our uh, gathering restrictions were lifted. And we just jumped right in there. And even though we had some challenges, you know, to overcome, mainly with audio connection, <laughs> uh, <laughs> you know, we, we finally have a setup where now we're still recording our meetings, even though, you know, most attendees are in person, we're still recording our meetings. So we can post them in our chapter connection library uh, for members to go back and access at their convenience. And we feel like that'll really prove to be an added benefit to them. And, and you know, through all this, we've grown not only nationally, but nationally, but also locally. We're up to 40 members now, and we have interest of a chapter actually spinning off and forming their own chapter uh, in our southern locality so we're super excited about that and again national gives you all the tools necessary to be successful so just just having this rich experience I would just say you know be the member that wants to give back with something like this I feel like you know you really get back so much more than what you put in at least for me <laughs> um, you can't buy the feeling of success and accomplishment it's just something you have to experience I can't wait to see what's next before we get to the next questions, a word from our sponsor, Profix. Profix software centralizes all your financial data, including ERP, CRM, HR, estimating, and project management for a complete view of company performance. Contact Profix to learn how we can help better manage your project's cash forecasting, RIP reporting, margin fade, and equipment utilization. Well, that is quite the journey. Uh, and speaking of journeys, as you know, August is CCIFP month, and you are currently on your... CCIFP journey. You want to tell us a little bit about that? Sure. So for me, not having any formal schooling, um, you know, my education, as I've mentioned, has been all on the job and through mentors. So this is something that's very important to me personally uh, to 
to get that CCIFP designation. And I think vulnerability is a really good thing. So I have taken the test and most recently I failed by one point. <laughs> so my advice would be just don't give up. Uh, keep it as a goal. You know, we have so many resources available to help each other on this journey. And I certainly plan to take it again before the end of this year. And I won't stop taking it till I finally get it. So that would just be my advice that, you know, if you, if you take it and you fail, don't, don't let that get you down, just sign right back up and get to studying again. Well, thank you for sharing your vulnerability and not giving up is great advice. Do you have a favorite piece of advice that you've ever been given? Um, yeah, so I'd have to say that that is uh, something from my grandfather. You know, he taught me so much, but one thing that really has always stuck with me was his advice to listen, uh, which he certainly taught me by example. But, you know, it would show up by little notes he would leave in my car or we would be out and about and someone, you know, who had worked for him you know, years previously, would come up to him and thank him so much for being such a great boss. And so, you know, really listening in general, but especially when someone needs your ear, giving them your undivided attention. And, you know, from a leadership position, you know, as much as you can control it, always have the time to listen to your direct reports and your coworkers, but also listen for what they aren't saying. And, you know, take note. Maybe you need to check in on somebody and ask them, you know, how are you, but how are you really doing? And that can go a long way. I, I know I've had those experiences here. I love that. I, th I think that uh, things can get so busy sometimes we forget to check in with others. And I think that's great advice. What about uh, advice for someone who's new to the industry or possibly just getting started? Yeah, so... This is something I have to remind myself as well, but you know, that advice of it's not selfish to put yourself first. Um, you know, you can't pour from, a, from an empty cup. And I know it takes a different metaphor for various personalities. Um, so whatever the one is that, you know, reaches you, you know, find that one and, you know, make it your mantra. But, you know, this is something that I see in all age groups, right? Um, you know, but you will never regret investing in yourself and making a better version of yourself. My other piece of advice is just remember that life's best lived in balance. I feel like balance is the key to everything. <laughs> yep, I agree with you. Uh, and then uh, don't panic, remain calm. And on your important de decisions, make sure you sleep on them. So give it a little bit of time. That is all great. I, I wish I followed it more. <laughs> <laughs> Well, Tori, it has been a pleasure speaking with you today. Uh, is there anything else you'd like to say before we sign off from Voices of CFMA? Um, one thing, this is probably a preview to something you'll be um, coming up with, but, you know, we, the, this national organization just has so many great initiatives, uh, especially that one of suicide prevention, which of course is a, you know, organization is our focus for September, so I just want to plug that in and leave it as a little preview, but you know, I can't say thank you enough. And I'm just, you know, beyond words in regards to my love and appreciation for my local chapter and the members, but then, you know, my friends that I've made uh, in this association. So um, just want to say thank you to, to all of you. Well, thank you. 
And thanks again for taking the time out of your day to speak with me today. I really appreciate it. Great. Thank you, Sal. And talk to you soon. Thank you, everyone, for listening to another episode of Voices of CFMA. If you're looking to learn more about CCIFP Month, please go to cfma.org slash CCIFP Month. If you enjoyed this podcast, don't forget to like and subscribe and share on social media. And if you're interested in learning more about the Construction Financial Management Association, please check out cfma.org. Thanks. I'm Sal Marino, and I will see you next month.